all the good things. We got all the good things. All of them involved people of contrasting backgrounds, but they all came together to share vulnerability and their stories in a safe space. Being able to live the rest of his beautiful elephant life in a gorgeous wildlife sanctuary. Whole company is founded on the single idea to create a movement of empathy for human good. It's heartwarming to see that that people's voices can make an impact. He wants all the content they do to deliver that mission and to go through that lens and to be impactful. It's like the beauty of being human is our capacity to abstractly think and place ourselves in lives beyond our own. Hello friends, welcome back to All the Good Things podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, joined by... Your other host, Esme, which is me. Woohoo! <laughs> Happy Monday, <laughs> you guys. We are so excited to be back with a longer episode of Good Stories today. But as you know, we always like to take a moment to reflect on a good thing going on in our own personal lives. And we invite you to do the same, just to reflect and remember and hopefully celebrate a positive thing in your life. Esme, would you like to go first? I would love to. Thank you, Melissa. And my little good thing that is happening real time right now as we speak is that in my freezer rests a <laughs> pint of salt and straw <gasps> ice cream. Oh, they're delicious. <laughs> I got like the gooey brownie flavor. It's basically just <gasps> oh. chocolate filled with brownies. And I am so excited. I haven't treated myself to a pint of ice cream in a while, mm -hmm. and I have so much joy just knowing that if I want a little bite, I can just dig my spoon right into the pint. It's right there. It's so close. That's my favorite flavor, Esme. You don't understand. Yeah? Yeah, it's so good. Oh. <laughs> You're going to love every single bite. <laughs> Not going to lie, as soon as I bought it, I ran into my car and just started eating it out of the pines in my car. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get it before it like melts. I hear you. No shame. No shame in that game. I know. Also, a scoop of ice cream there is $5 and a pint is 13. I know. A pint is like so many more scoops. So why would I buy a scoop when I can just buy a pint? I know. Actually, I never thought of it like that. I really should have <laughs> though cuz I would have enjoyed so much more ice cream for how much money I've spent there. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, what's your good thing, Melissa? I mean, personally, ice cream ranks pretty high for me, so I love yours. Um, but I did get to experience one of those bougie picnic things. I don't know if you've seen <gasps> them seen on those. Instagram. Yes. So my friend had a birthday, and we finally got to celebrate after I was done quarantining. And I think the one we did was called Beach collective or beach picnic collective either way it was so gorgeous it was whimsical it was on the sand and we got to watch the sunset and eat a charcuterie board and look very instagrammy <laughs> was it like the one with the crates on the ground and the wildflowers yes like they brought we got to choose a theme and we went for like the coastal chic vibe. So they brought like little plants and they made everything be a certain color scheme that matches coastal vibes. Um, and they brought little cushions that you could sit on. It was just such a nice so cool. fairy tale atmosphere. And it was a nice way to celebrate a birthday. I definitely am going to be keeping that in mind for when my That's birthday genius. comes around. <laughs> I'll be waiting for the invite. Yep, over here. yep. Girl, you're going to be there for sure. 
All right. So now that you've taken a moment to talk about or even just reflect personally your own good thing, it's time to get some stories on. So Esme's going to kick us off with her good story. All right, Melissa, I am so ready to get my story on. And this one, friends, it does start sad, but like all good things, it ends happy because there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. And I got the information for this story from so many awesome places, NPR, Good News Network, all over Google. It's just it, so many different sources came together to, to share the story with you today. All right, friends, I'm going to take you all the way back to 1985 in the countries of Sri Lanka and Pakistan. And the Sri Lankan government gifted to Pakistan a baby elephant calf named Kavan. And it was just a nice little gift, you know, hey, government, be nice to us and our country, please, <laughs> type of thing. And Kavan is an Asian bull elephant, and he was gifted when he was just a just a nugget, little little baby elephant. And he was immediately placed in the Islamabad Zoo, which is the capital city of Pakistan. And friends, unfortunately, I told you it was going to start sad, and this is where it starts to turn sad, because the zoo did not really have the resources to adequately take care of its animals. Mm. So <laughs> over time, as Kavan grew up in this disarray, he had to experience a lot of really sad things, like being chained in one place for long periods of time. He was trained to beg for tips with his trunk for all of the, the visitors at the zoo. He sometimes was made to drink alcohol instead of water, which makes no sense. And he also wasn't really properly protected from the sun, which was just super, super harsh and hot. One good thing through all of these sad zoo conditions was that in 1990, when Kavan was only five years old, they brought him another elephant named Saheli, and they became best buddies. So they kind of went through all of this bad stuff together, which if you've ever gone through something bad in your life, having a partner through it makes it super bearable, so much more attainable, and it just, it, they, they help strengthen you to persevere through, through the tough times. So Kavan and Saheli were best buds for a long time, even though they were living in a not-so-great zoo. Then in 2012, Saheli, at only 22 years old, became really, really ill. She was shaking in pain, but she had Kavan to lean on. And unfortunately, friends, this zoo, like I already said, did not really have the greatest resources. So when Saheli was in pain, they also didn't really have the resources or capacity to care for her. And one day, she collapsed to the ground and never got back up. Oh my god. And this is, the, this is the saddest part, I promise, I promise. So if you need to skip forward, go ahead and skip forward. But they couldn't move her 
for like four days. So Kavan was stuck with <laughs> the body of his best friend just laying next to him for days on end before they could finally take her away this is too sad i know it's rough it's rough i'm so sorry we're not used to processing these kinds of deep traumatic experiences i know but friends it's gonna make the end so much better i promise i promise so obviously if you're feeling as low as you are just hearing this like third, fourth, fifth hand. Imagine being Kavan through this all, right? This elephant man, he was heartbroken. He was alone. He was sad and super depressed. He would do things like just bob his head kind of incessantly or just stand with his head against the wall and just behave really erratically. And um, he missed his friend. And he was the only Asian elephant in all of Pakistan at this time. So he not only lost his friend of like 20 years, but didn't have another elephant in the entire country. So I have good news. Because he was so sad, he became semi-famous as the world's loneliest elephant, which happened in 2016. It broke the news. World's loneliest elephant. The good news is that because Kavan's story was so heartbreaking and so sad, when it broke into the news, it made headlines and started a massive crusade of good people who care about animals and who especially have extra love for the elephants to start a campaign to free him. So this all began in 2016 and it started to get support from places like Four Paws International, the Islamabad Wildlife Management Board, and even Cher's organization Free the Wild. Mm. Cher actually became a really massive proponent of Kavan's freedom and it took four long years of spreading the word, of raising awareness, of fighting legal battles, until finally, just last year in 2020, Pakistan's high court ruled in favor of Kavan's freedom, (gasps) quoting his non-human rights. (laughs) So one thing I thought that was really cool about the trial was that the attorney quoted from the Quran to help get Kavan's freedom. And he said that Islam regards animals as sentient living beings and creations of Allah that deserve care and compassion. That's so sweet. Which I guess is in the Quran somewhere. I can't say I've ever read it, but, I, but it's in there. So it was, a, it was a really awesome moment where he was ruled to be free. And part of that ruling was that within 30 days, they need to, to find a new home for Kavan, and then transfer him there within 60 days. And friends, moving an elephant is not an easy task. (laughs) (laughs) So it took lots of training, tons of preparation and creativity to make sure that he wasn't stressed for this journey as well. They ended up putting him in a in a crate and it had to be pretty small and putting him onto a Russian military aircraft because that's the only plane big enough to hold an elephant. elephant. (laughs) (laughs) 
and also stocked him up with 400 plus pounds of on-flight snacks. Oh my God. I said the crate had to be small because if an elephant takes a single step in one direction, it could rock an aircraft immensely. Oh my gosh. Right? So this is a big endeavor. And they got it all set up. He boarded his flight. He had gone through his training, so he wasn't too stressed. He had his snacks. And he made it seven plus hours on the plane to finally arrive at a wildlife sanctuary in Cambodia. And friends, this arrival was nothing short of in incredible because so many people for so long had been fighting for him that they were all ready to celebrate his arrival at his forever paradise. At this arrival in Cambodia, Kavan was greeted by fruitcakes, a trail of banana leaves. He received blessings from Buddhist monks wishing him peace and prosperity. And Cher even flew out so she could sing him a song herself. Cher, you kind soul. Within a day of arriving, he was able to meet a new elephant friend. And they reached their trunks across their enclosures to touch. And it was the first time that he had touched or been with another elephant since Saheli passed eight years prior oh so this is a big 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 moment and they started in separate enclosures just because it's a big journey they wanted kavan to get used to his own space but they're slowly introducing him to the rest of the wildlife sanctuary which friends is massive so much room for freedom so much room to explore and there are four elephant girls hanging out there, waiting to meet Kavan and become his friend. And the best part, Mm -hmm. actually, I think that's the best part, but a cool little cherry on top is that Kavan is now on track to begin his career as a movie star, and he will be starring alongside Cher in a new documentary called Cher and the Loneliest Elephant that's just going to go into this journey super in-depth. And it's going to be on the Smithsonian Channel on April 22nd, which is just next week, premiering on Earth Day. Oh my gosh. You know what? The soundtrack theme song to that documentary better be, Do you believe in life after love? Uh, And then the tears are going to flow as we see Kavan prancing in his freedom. Oh my goodness. That story so took a turn check for the it best. Out. <laughs> yes. Also, your voice is beautiful. Thank you. It's coming back. It's coming back. But I love that that story had such a positive turn at the end and that Kavan got his freedom. He got to meet another elephant and have space and just get to live his life as a happy elephant. Absolutely. And obviously suffering of any kind, you know, is so, so hard to wrap our minds around. And even, you know, just no one deserves that. No elephant deserves that. No, nothing beautiful and and made of 
divine light deserves that. But part of me can't help but feel like if it had just been, you know, like mediocre conditions that weren't so bad, but weren't that great either, that he would have just been stuck in them for his entire lifetime. But because they were so bad, it kind of spurred so much action to end up balancing that out by live the rest of his beautiful elephant life in a gorgeous wildlife sanctuary. And uh, elephants on average live around 100 years is some preliminary research I did. And this just happened in 2020 and Kavan was born in 85. So he was only 35 years old. Oh, wow. So he's got, he's got, he's got a lot more life, lot left life left to just yeah. go live in heaven. Yeah. And now he has the coolest ambassador of a mom with Cher. So I think he has officially jumped the limit to a better life. <laughs> <laughs> he did absolutely start from the bottom, but now he is way, way up there. And um, it's just, it's heartwarming to see that that people's voices can make an impact, you know? And um, even after four years, like that seems like a long time to make to make change happen, but people were persistent with their voice. They didn't just speak up once. They spoke up time and time and time again. I know Cher didn't stop in that four years, and it paid off. It works. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that, Esme. That was sweet. Thanks. I really apologize. I was sad at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it took a really great turn. Don't you worry. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so I'll close this out with one more story. And my story today is about a Korean-American named Jason Wiley. And I'm especially honored and excited to share the story because both Esme and I are both half Asian. And it's really awesome to see more Asian-Americans stepping up, like taking space and sharing their voice, which is usually something that's not common in our Asian culture. We are usually very quiet and, you know, hang out in the background, but we still are hardworking and do our job. And we don't really cause much of a scene. But I think it's amazing all the stories that we're starting to see that are showcasing Asian American voices and their stories. So today... Mm, yes, Melissa. <laughs> so well said. Thank so you. So well said. So today, I'm starting off with someone's story who is not only inspiring, but being a trailblazer in the entertainment industry, and that is Jason Wiley. He is from Seattle, but grew up most of his life in Kansas, and if you ask him himself, I listened to a podcast called Asian Boss Girl, where he opened up and said, yeah, I was probably like one of the only Korean-American families in Kansas. And it was a very suburban lifestyle and not a lot of diversity or culture there. But he still saw it as an opportunity to learn and to understand different perspectives and cultures and adapt while still finding his own voice as a Korean-American. And he followed the typical route of Asian culture, which is to you know, go to school, work really hard, get some sort of degree that's going to get you a good job. So basically, Jason said he decided to go to business for his parents. <laughs> um, he went to Penn University to study and pursue his business degree. And he started working at Bain as a consultant. 
Now, what's interesting about this is Bain is a huge consulting firm. Bain is a huge consulting firm, which he had an amazing learning experience at, but it wasn't really something that interested him. He didn't really know what he wanted to do in college, but he just went with a path that seemed like the smartest, safest choice and a career that he could proudly speak about to his colleagues, friends, and parents. But he did learn some valuable things at Bain, even though it wasn't the place that he wanted to stay. So one day he had a realization that he wanted to work in media and he wanted to build a company that showed media in a way that opened up uncomfortable conversations in an entertaining, informative, and vulnerable place. So he started Jubilee Media 10 years ago. For those of you who don't know, Jubilee is a huge media company with over 5 million subscribers on YouTube. I think the exact number as of today is 6.5 million subscribers. And they have even more across all their other social media platforms, but YouTube is their primary outlet at the moment. And when I was studying Jason, I was watching all these Jubilee videos, which were so well put together, and all of them involved people of contrasting backgrounds with different beliefs, different perspectives, but they all came together to share vulnerability and their stories and their ideas in a safe space. And it was really beautiful to watch these conversations unfold in just the five minute videos that they share. And conversations included, guess my income, what's it like being raised in this XYZ and just letting people share. It was very open to hearing different opinions. Either way, check out their YouTube because it's really bomb. And I was stalking Jason. I was like, who is this man who created this? <laughs> and as I was reading about Jubilee Media, I was super excited to see that his whole company is founded on the single idea to create a movement of empathy for human good. Mm, yes. Whoop, whoop. Love that. And if, for those of you who want a little definition of empathy, empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and to understand the feelings of that other person, not necessarily to give advice or to relate to, but just simply there to listen, to try to understand and to hold space and to be there in a way that you experience that feeling with them. And I think that's such a powerful wave and a fundamental human connection building block that all of us need to implement more into our day-to-day -day conversations. And I'm excited that Jubilee Media is spreading that foremost with their content and everything they do. And so I was looking into Jubilee Media. I actually applied for a job there. Hello, Jason, if you're listening. <gasps> okay. I didn't get a job there. I mean, <laughs> but that would be pretty cool if maybe one day I do, because I would love to work for a company that's built on empathy. But what I was learning is that their company culture and core values revolve around this acronym called PAGER. And Jason himself credits this acronym to something he learned from his previous time working at Bain. And this acronym is so cute, I wanted to share it. It's PAGER, which stands for People, 
authenticity, growth, excellence, and redemption. If you ever have a moment where you're having trouble making a decision or you're wondering what idea you should do next, does it fall in line with pager? And let that be your compass for working at Jubilee. And I thought that was so cute. I continued to dig deeper into the hiring process. And I also saw that on on I also saw that everyone who works for Jubilee has a very interconnected say in the company. And if you do want to work there, everyone on the team has to say yes unanimously to wanting to bring this person on or they don't hire you. Every person has to want to work with you or support this person to join the team. And I think that's really cool that Jason allows the whole team to be involved in such an integral part of the process. So now Jubilee is continuing to develop their videos into short films and maybe one day they'll get even bigger and develop into further areas of our culture and our media. But I want to highlight Jason Lee as being a CEO and founder of this company and for building a culture around empathy. I think that's beautiful. I think their videos are awesome. So go check them out. Hey, well, now if you apply for a job there, you can be like, hey, I did a whole podcast episode on you. You should check it out. (laughs) (laughs) I've hyped you up already. (laughs) I already stalked everything about you. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's a that's such a good story. Thank you for sharing it. And I love how I love companies with a culture and a mission that is positive and rooted in such important core values like empathy. And I think empathy is such a incredible trait to have and it's what makes us human? It's like the beauty of being human is our capacity to abstractly think and place ourselves in lives beyond our own, whether that's with your friends or your family or maybe even an elephant. Like I kept thinking about Kavan and how one of the reasons why it probably was so sad to hear that for us or even for all of the people back in 2016 when they first heard about his story was that we've all been there. Like we've all been in that place where we have experienced a loss and the feeling of being alone. And we know that it sucks. And imagining that in something as majestic and grand and ancient and wise as an elephant makes it even more heartbreaking because he didn't choose that. It was kind of just the rust upon him. And I think especially too with COVID, We've all had an extra taste of what it might feel like to not be around somebody or your people for such a long time. And Kavan was alone for eight years. Mm-hmm. Eight years. But because we have empathy, we're able to feel that and then do something about it. Yeah. And make change. And that's what these stories show is the change that happens that was inspired by empathy. Yes, I love that. That tied in so well. And one more thing. I tried really hard. (laughs) It worked. It worked. Um, One more thing I want to add as well is going along with what you mentioned, how about how this is so good that they're creating change based on empathy. I think it's also super cool that 
Jason's company, Jubilee, even as it's grown to such a mass success with a lot more power and probably a lot more investors or other people giving input, I think it's very uncommon that you see a company that focuses solely and prioritizes its people. And usually a company would be like, hey, I really want to like make money and deliver results and like take over the world. (laughs) But the fact that Jason has kept its core value empathy because he wants all the content they do to deliver that mission and to go through that lens and to be impactful for human good is incredible and something I would love to see more companies adopt. Sweet. Thank you so much for listening to our stories today. If it uplifted you in any way, if you suddenly feel a little bit less alone and more free like Kavan and maybe a bit more empathetic like Jason, then please consider sharing our podcast at All the Good Things Podcast or send us some good things that are happening in your life to allthegoodthingspodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Patreon if you wish to support us in any way. On there, you will get exclusive exclusive stuff <laughs> from Esme and I. So we look forward to seeing you guys next week with a very special episode. We actually have our first ever guest speaker coming on to Woo-hoo! tell her story from her own experience and from her own lips to the microphone. <laughs> so it will be very fun indeed. And thank you for supporting us and listening. We appreciate you all. You're the best. Have your Monday. Bye. Bear just decided he wanted to eat his food, so I'm going to go take his food away. But he's so crunchy. He's like... All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift. And because we truly care, all the good things we share. All the good things.